Welcome. This is the first session in an eight-part introduction to Indigenous relations in BC. I'm Peter Walters. You've probably found this through my website, so you may already know a little about me. Among other things, I do an Indigenous relations workshop for nonprofits, government agencies, and businesses here in BC. I've condensed that workshop into these eight short sessions. This is meant for folks that want a quick and British Columbia-focused overview of Indigenous relations. It's a starting point. I wish I'd had something like it many years ago. In this first session, I'm going to talk about names. Names have power, and lots of people have said that. One of Ray Bradbury's characters said, and I'll paraphrase it just a little, it's poor judgment to call anything by a name. You can't heave people into categories with labels and say they'll act one way or another. That'd be silly. They're people. And I'll add to that by suggesting that labels reinforce stereotypes, which reinforce prejudices, which, along with economics, underlie systemic racism. Okay, that said, I want to talk about understanding when and how to use the terms Indian, Native, Aboriginal, First Nation, and Indigenous. To be clear, while I will touch on it, this isn't about being politically correct. What's politically correct changes over time. It's about understanding where words came from and what they've come to mean. I'll start with the most contentious one, Indian. There are at least two versions of the origin of the word Indian to describe the peoples living in North America before European colonization. Now, we've all heard the more common story. In 1492, people living in Europe used the word India to refer to South and East Asia. And Christopher Columbus had been tasked with finding a trade route there. When he landed in the Antilles Islands between the Atlantic and the Eastern Caribbean, he thought he'd reach the Indian Ocean. He called the residents Indians. He later realized that he hadn't found the Indian Ocean, but the term Indian stuck. Another story says the word Indian comes from the Spanish en Dios, or with God. The late comedian George Carlin did a serious bit on that. For Carlin, saying that a people are with God makes Indian a positive term. In either case, Indian was a name imposed by others on the original inhabitants of North America, not of their own choosing. Native is another contentious word I try to avoid. In common usage, it's a vague term. I mean, I was born in British Columbia and still live here, so I can call myself native. But remember the old expression, the natives are restless? That goes back at least as far as the 19th century as used in reports from British colonial governments and was not used in a positive way. The word savage, also deeply regrettable, was in popular use around the same time. Native American hangs on in the U.S. as a somewhat politically correct term, but Native Canadian is not acceptable usage in Canada. First Nation, or First Nations, is the name taken by many Indigenous people in Canada to replace the word Indian and more clearly state their position as the original people and governments of Canada. 
the term is uh, often credited to a Saskatchewan First Nations elder named Saul Sanderson in the early 1980s. He was an advocate for First Nations political rights and education. Aboriginal is generally defined as inhabiting a land from the earliest times or from before the arrival of colonists. Technically, in Canada, Aboriginal is primarily used in reference to the Canadian Constitution, and on that basis has an appropriate role in legal proceedings. But it's important to know that the Canadian Constitution recognizes three groups of Aboriginal peoples, Indians, Métis, and Inuit. These are three separate groups of peoples with their own cultures, languages, traditions, and beliefs. So legally, in the Canadian context, the word Aboriginal is inclusive of all three Aboriginal peoples. Note that elsewhere, Aboriginal is more closely associated with Australia's Aboriginal population. Do not use the word abo. That's Australian slang and generally considered offensive. Also note that some Canadian Indigenous people have opposed the use of Aboriginal, noting that the Latin root of ab means away from. So Aboriginal could be interpreted to mean not original. Uh, For me, bottom line, if you use the word Aboriginal, it should probably only be in a legal context, particularly around the Constitution Act, and remember that the A should be capitalized. Indigenous means native to the area and is often used interchangeably with Aboriginal. Historically, it was more often used academically to refer to Aboriginal populations outside of Canada. Now it's used more generally, most notably in the political world, to ensure alignment with the language of the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples. Always spell Indigenous with a capital I. It, at the moment, is the politically correct term in British Columbia. But I think that naming is both about reclaiming identity and displacing the colonial use of the word Indian. Now, having said that, a number of older First Nations people in BC were raised with the word Indian and still use it, some with dark irony. It's a reminder of how they were and are treated and what they survived. So, please keep in mind that the term Indian has many negative connotations. Having said that, some First Nations communities, in keeping with the formalities of the Federal Indian Act, still call themselves Indian bands, like the Adams Lake Indian Band. Others formally refer to their communities as a First Nation, like the West Bank First Nation. So, my thoughts on usage. Aboriginal will continue to be used for legal purposes because of its use in the Canadian Constitution Act, but it's not a way to refer exclusively to First Nations people from what's now called British Columbia. Formally, my advice would be to default to referring to Indigenous peoples. Informally, First Nations also works, but be aware of the preferences of the Indigenous people you live and work with. In this series, I'll use all three, depending on the context. Ultimately, though, I think we're seeing increasing use of the people's own name for themselves. For example, I am Haida, or I am Musqueam, without the labels imposed by others. Above all, seek to learn the preferences of the people you're dealing with. The story of how they name themselves 
is something special that they can choose to share. Session two is titled How We Got Here, which is pretty self-explanatory. 